saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Well, good morning, San Antonio. It's 507 Treyware, 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Treyware page at KTSA.com. Hey, Merrick Garland, how was your Mar-a-Lago fishing trip, huh? Or maybe it was gardening, like as in planting. What exactly were you looking for in Melania's underwear? What did you think you were going to find? Why in the world did you send FBI agents to rifle through Melania's underwear? Perhaps a flash drive of Hunter's laptop? Huh? Huh? Something like that? Do you think Merrick Garland's going to share Melania's undies with Pete Booty and, and, and Richard Levine? They might like trying those on. You never know. But what we're finding out more and more about this raid on Mar-a-Lago, ladies and gentlemen, it is the most uh, incendiary uh and and most uh, outrageous abuse of power in the history of the United States of America. It has never been this bad. It, it, we have never done this. As a nation, I'm talking about, we've never had radicals to this point in power that have ever done anything like this. And I'm going to expose some things this morning. It's going to blow you away. It's going to piss you off. It's going to do everything in the world it's going to prove to you and show you that this was a fishing expedition, possibly planting expedition. I don't know. But the evidence that we are now uncovering about what went on in Mar-a-Lago a couple of days ago is astounding. Where they just took free reign of the entire place and ran all over the joint. Even hanging out. For, for, for a long time where Trump keeps umbrellas and, and, and Aradondike uh, chairs. What for? Why are they in there? What are they doing in the storage facility? There's no documents in there. And I'm going to preface everything here. Once again, what these scholars will tell you, whether it's Jonathan Turley who has been on my show, whether it's uh, Dershowitz who's been on my show, whether it's Napolitano who has been on my show numerous times, you have to be specific about what you're looking for and what you're, what you're talking about here, folks. I'm going to break it down for you. This is something that other presidents have done, and none of them have been rated. The most recent, Barack Hussein Obama did it. And I'm going to get into the details. You're going to know what happened there. LBJ's library kept documents like this for 47 years before they released them. Richard Nixon's library kept them for 39 years before they released them. Donald Trump had him for two years, and there was an FBI raid on his home, and they're such wussies that they did it after he was gone. The man wasn't even home, and they did not allow his attorneys. His attorneys were there. They did not allow his attorneys to come in. He was cooperating fully with these folks. He was cooperating fully. In fact, in fact, they were there in May, and they were going through some stuff in May just a couple months ago. He walks in the room and says, hey, everybody, how you doing? And in a Donald Trump fashion. Anything you need, anything 
you freaking need have it. They could have taken it then, right? They could have taken it then. But then they wouldn't have had a raid. Then they wouldn't have the flashing lights. Then they wouldn't have the guys with the big guns standing up front, would they? If they would have taken it then, they wouldn't have had that. But he told them, hey, tell whatever you need, take it. Fully cooperating with these folks. This is not a national security issue. This is not an issue for anybody other than the archives. So let's dive into what we know. What we know now, and there's going to be more that's going to come out, folks. I'm just warning you ahead of time. There's going to be more. But this was a political hit job from Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, Christopher Wray, and that whole swamp area up there pulling a hit job on, on, uh, on Donald Trump. So they went through Melania Trump's wardrobe. What were they looking for? Why were they going through the pockets of Melania's clothes? Maybe a flash drive from Hunter's laptop? Maybe a little backup on I don't know. I have no idea. They went through Donald Trump's private office. They broke open his safe. They rifled through his drawers. Folks, the Fourth Amendment gives you protection against this kind of thing. You can't do this in America. This is not America. This is what the Stasi did in Germany. This is not America. The New York Post also reporting the search warrant used by the FBI to enter that property focused solely on presidential records and evidence of classified information being stored there. A source close to the former president said the FBI agents and DOJ lawyers conducting the search could have planted stuff. There's very there's a lot of concern among Trump's people that stuff was planted because they did not allow anybody to observe. Trump's attorneys were not allowed inside the building. They had to stand outside for nine hours. The feds got there at 9 a.m., and they didn't leave till 6.30 p.m. Now, does that sound to you like they went to secure 15 boxes? Hell no. They were there for nine hours, 9 a.m. until 6.30 p.m. They weren't there for 15 boxes. They were there on a fishing expedition or a planting expedition, one or the other. The boxes contained documents and mementos from Trump's presidency, including letters from Barack Obama, Kim Jong-un, and other correspondents with world leaders. And a legal source said the boxes have been packed up by the General Services Administration and shipped to Mar-a-Lago when Trump left office in January 2020. Here's the other thing about this. Do you think Donald Trump was in there packing boxes in January of 2020? Of course not. That's some lackey. That's a low-level dude, a chick, whatever that's in there taking, going through the files, the filing cabinets, and throwing the stuff in a box. Well, who knows? God only knows what could have been planted in that box or what could have been sent down there in those boxes when the GSA sent it down there. But the GSA is the one who sent those boxes down there. And then all of a sudden, two years, two years later, just weeks before the midterm elections that they're going to lose, and, and this is going to guarantee their loss now, two, just several weeks, two, they've, they've had them for two years in Mar-a-Lago, several weeks before the election, they go get them in a raid. In a raid. That's after Donald Trump said, here, right, you know, the door's open, come on in. They were there in February, and they were there in May. They could have taken whatever they wanted then. Trump's attorneys, led by Evan Corcoran, had been cooperating fully with the federal authorities on the return of the documents to the National Archives and Records Administration. Cooperating fully. Again, in May, 
Corcoran granted access into Mar-a-Lago's windowless storage room to FBI agents who spent several hours searching through the boxes in May. Trump even came by and said hello. But then they again waited until he was gone. Went to New Jersey for the summer, as he does every summer, and they knew that. They waited until he was gone before they went in there. Mar-a-Lago is closed up for the season, by the way. Access to the Crunchy Club is believed to have been granted by the U.S. Secret Service out front with their M4 carbines. Lawyers for the former president, caught off guard by the raid, got there about an hour into it, forced to stand outside. We're not allowed to come inside. There were no observers as to what watching these agents and what these agents were doing. None. None. Nobody from the Trump side was allowed in there to watch. Once inside, the agents fanned out, and they searched every room. They better have had, it better have said that on the warrants. It better have said, you can go to whatever room you want to. And it might have, because we're finding out stuff about the judge who allegedly signed off on this too, being an anti-Trumper, being a pro-Obama guy, and posting woke stuff on his Facebook page. The judge. Anyway, we'll talk about that. So the staff was instructed by Trump's lawyers to unlock doors and provide the FBI access to every room. Another group of agents, including a professional safe cracker, were walking around looking for whatever they needed to open up. The demeanor of the DOJ lawyers who are with the FBI was described by eyewitnesses as arrogant, they repeatedly told Donald Trump rep representatives, we have full access to everything. We can go everywhere and we can do anything. Well, of course. When, when you are serving a dictator who is exercising full power and trampling the Constitution of the United States, of course you can do whatever you want to. You don't have the Constitution to follow. You don't have to follow the Constitution. The feds then instructed Trump's representatives to turn off the security cameras. Why? Why? Why would you want the security cameras turned off? Wouldn't you, if you're somebody who's, you know, there serving a warrant and you're looking for 15 boxes of documents, why would you have them turn off the security cameras? Now, the GSA boxed up the documents and sent them to Mar-a-Lago. The National Archives have been working with Trump to get stuff back. Trump was cooperating. The NARA was there in February. Trump gave full access. Yesterday, there was not one word from Merrick Garland, Joe Biden, or Christopher Wray. They believe they can do this to a political opponent with impunity. They don't owe you and me, the little people, any explanation as to what they're doing. They're making Trump's stolen election uh, claims more plausible, more believable. Now, before the break, I'm going to tell you about the Presidential Records Act. And after the break, I'm going to tell you about something else they seized yesterday from somebody else in Congress. The Presidential Records Act is the Presidential Near uh, Perpetual Secrecy Act. Former presidents pocket the multi-million dollar advances for their memoirs while their records are quarantined for decades from the citizens that they often misgoverned. The Nixon Library did not release the final batch of his secret tapes until 2013. That's 39 years after he was driven from office. The LBJ Library delayed releasing the final batch of his secret tapes 
presidential conversations until 2016. That's 47 years after LBJ left office. President George W. Bush in 2001 issued an executive order, effectively rewrote the Presidential Records Act, converting it from a measuring, guaranteeing uh, public uh, access to the books to, to one that blocks it completely. Now, this is when we get into Barack Hussein Obama. Obama White House lawyers repeatedly invoked the Presidential Records Act to delay the release of thousands of pages of records from President Bill Clinton's White House. At the end of his presidency, Barack Obama took 30 million pages of his administration's records to Chicago. And they said, we will digitize them and then we'll release them. More than five years after Obama's presidency ended, the National Archives webpage reveals that zero pages have been digitized, disclosed, or returned. Zero. When is the raid on Obama's place going to happen? Hey, Merrick. Merrick. When is the raid on Obama's place going to happen? Never. Because we have a special group, don't we? He's special. And then let's talk about the current president, Joe Biden. He had a 36-year Senate career. In 2011, he donated 1,875 boxes of documents from his Senate days to the University of Delaware. They received federal subsidies to curate and collect all of the stuff that it was locked up. They promised to unseal the records two years after he retired from public office. Well, guess what? That would have been January of 2017. Remember when he was vice president? January 2017 would have been two years after that. Well, they went back to uh, Biden's, uh, the Delaware and Biden's library and said, hey, we're ready for those records. It's been two years. No, 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 no. It's going to be two years after he retires from public life, and he may run for president. So here we are, folks. This has been done before by Obama. It's being done right now by Biden. None of them have been raided. The LBJ library was not raided. The Nixon library was not raided. The only one that's been raided, Donald Trump. Tell me it's not political. Tell me this is not political and not about 2024. 210-599-5555. Your call's coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. KTSA and FM 1071. Trey Ware here. It's 525 at KTSA. Good morning to you. I want to take a quick call here. And, and in fact, if you want to jump in here, 210-599-5555. Feel free. Ralph, you're on KTSA. Morning, sir. Morning. Thank you for answering my call. Yes. Um, on that one thing you're talking about, I think it's all a lie. Okay. Uh, it's not true, sir. I think you're trying to just, okay. it's you me. just care about revenue. That's about oh, it. Oh, it's me. So it didn't yeah, happen? It's you. It's you. Um, it's just about revenue. Y'all just, uh, it's not true. It didn't happen. But it's true. It's true about Trump having all the stuff oh, there. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so, but um, about you so it didn't it didn't really happen. The, did, did the raid oh, happen? Uh, it did happen. The raid did happen. Oh, okay. It did. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did. But what you so what's not about, true? Uh, what what Obama? isn't true, Ralph? Hang on, Ralph. Obama? Hold on, Ralph. You're just talking. Hang on. No, Quit what talking. You saying about no, Obama? no, no, no. What's not true? No, you said about Obama. He uh-huh. took some records. Sure off did. Of, that's not true. Yes, that's it is. True. Well, then I don't know where you get that information. That's not true. Y'all just care about revenue. Ba- back it up. No, I do care about lie. revenue. You are correct no, about yeah, that. Yeah, I do care, care about, about revenue. Revenue. That's uh, why you lie. That's why you lie, sir. That's why you lie, sir. All right, Ralph. Have a good day. Okay. 
Uh, if you're not willing to have a conversation based on the facts, then we'll just move on from here. Uh, 210-599-5555. All right, Representative Scott Perry, Republican from Pennsylvania, vacationing with his family yesterday, a day after the Mar-a-Lago raid by the FBI. FBI agents approached him while he was on vacation traveling with his family. Give us your phone. Excuse me? Give us your phone. Here's a warrant. They did not contact his lawyer. He said the lawyer would have made arrangements for them to have my phone if that's what they wanted. Inside the phone, I had my legislative stuff. I have family pictures like you do inside your phone. But here comes the FBI grabbing his phone. This is Representative Scott Perry. Why would they want his phone? A representative from the legislative bench. Oh, is it possible that because he's the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus, the House Freedom Caucus, a political opponent of the radicals on the left? There you go. By the way, the judge who allegedly signed off on the raid donated thousands of dollars to Obama and posted anti-Trump woke material on Facebook. Uh, did, did they judge shop? Yeah. Yeah, they clearly judge shopped for a judge who would sign off on this raid, uh, one that was sympathetic. Oh, by the way, he also quit his post working for the government to go represent Epstein employees. Got a little Epstein connection going on there, too. Hey, Ann, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Um, the guy that just idiot that just called in, mm-hmm. his name was Ralph. Mm-hmm. Okay, guess what? You Ralphies here in this country who think this is funny and who are for what the FBI did, okay, guess what? When this regime turns on you, okay, you're not going to think it's funny. You're going to be Screaming and squealing. You're going to pit, put pigs around the world to shame with your squealing because this regime will turn on. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it very much. I, you know, I, look, I, I, I take a backseat to no one on the facts that I present. I do so much research into this show, and uh, I, I feel confident in what I say. So, um, by the way, I got some information about the IRS and what they plan on doing. You just mentioned and them coming after everyday citizens. I've got some information about that that I'm going to back up here in the next couple of minutes after the news. And the biggest story for years, the biggest story in our area has been the shooting over in Uvalde. And they had another meeting about that last night. I'm going to tell you more about that. And the governor and O'Rourke are talking about getting together for a debate. I have thoughts about that as well. I'll share coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. found interesting and ironic about this song is there's no way you can ride slowly when you're listening to it it's impossible <laughs> it automatically makes you go fast at 537 i know because i do it on a motorcycle you know and i go from 20 to 32 
Uh, Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. Running through the stories of the day. Any of these stories interest you, jump in here with your thoughts about the stories. All right? The IRS plans to conduct more than 1.2 million additional audits per year with all these new agents that they are adding. And who is going to be audited? Well, a new analysis just released yesterday afternoon. Americans who earn less than $75,000 a year are slated to receive 60% of the additional tax audits expected. 1.2 million more audits on top of what they're doing now. And 60% of that 1.2 million are going to be aimed at people making less than $75,000 a year. That doesn't sound like 400 grand to me, does it to you? Do you make less than 75 grand a year? Now you're a target. Joe Biden is targeting you. The Democrats, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, they're targeting you. The analysis is a conservative estimate based upon recent audit rates and tax filing data, so it could actually be higher, showing that individuals with an annual income of $75,000 or less will be subject to 710,863 additional internal revenue service audits. Those making more than a million dollars will receive 52,000 more audits. Double, it's doubling the IRS's budget to increase. Now, Keep this in mind. Even if you are innocent and exonerated in your audit, it still costs you a ton of money. Costs you time off from work to meet with the agent. Costs you time to go through all the documents. Costs you time to go through and find all the information that the agent is going to require that you produce. And then if you have a CPA or somebody else like that that has prepared your tax fine, it's going to cost you money to have them represent you in front of the IRS. This is a nightmare scenario. Once again, this administration, just like they proved two nights ago in Mar-a-Lago, and just like they're doing with 157,000 agents of the IRS with one job, and that is to audit you. They're setting up a police state, folks. That's exactly what this is. Every dictatorship that does not that gets rid of the Constitution, they have to have police forces, a police state. By the way, just so you'll know, the IRS, for the past several years, has been buying up ammo like you would not believe. And those of you in the gun industry, those of you who follow the gun news, as I do, you know that that's true. The IRS has been buying ammo and guns and ammo and guns and ammo and guns, and now you know why. Now you know why. The agents of the IRS, they'll be armed and ready to come get your money. And yes, the vast majority of those who are going to be subjected to these audits more than 60% earn less than 75000 a year. Are you ready to be audited? Are you ready for that? Even if you've done nothing wrong, even if you're faithfully paying your taxes. You know what this is, too. They're going after the, the people out there who are, are, are in the cash business. You know, uh, People mowing yards, people that are in the cash business, people that are taking tips and all that kind of stuff. That's who they're going after. Huge story in Uvalde goes without saying the children and the teachers being killed at Robb Elementary School. KSAT reporting, community outside uh, supporters have heated discussion with Uvalde City Council. KBB also reporting the same this morning. Don's got a report on it as well. An immigration disaster declaration passed again during the Uvalde City Council meeting. Immigration disaster declaration in Uvalde. 
Now, I don't know which, how much you know about this or anything at all, but it's been absolutely nuts down there. In fact, they thought this guy who shot up the school was another one of these runners, you know, that's running away from our authorities, immigration thing, because it happens all the time. They crash into businesses. They crash on the side of the road. They get out and run. It's a disaster declaration. They just did another one. So Joe Biden's mess at the border is an immigration disaster. And city councils like Uvalde, they have to file declarations, declare declarations of a disaster. But, of course, much of the night last night was about the police accountability and the fact that there isn't any. And one Uvalde councilman, Chip King, said all you have to do is Google Texas peace officer termination. You're going to find the very first thing that pops up is how you terminate a peace officer, and we're following that to a T. A crowd member, a parent, said there are kids from Uvalde here that are traumatized that don't need to hear that. Discussion remained heated when it came to Uvalde police accountability. Council members reiterated that they must follow due process down there. No, you don't. You have to follow due process, but due process says you have to have a meeting and then you fire the guy. So have a meeting and fire him. Whether he wants to come or not, so what? Whether he shows up or not, none of your business. Get on with the process, have your meeting, and can his butt and anybody else that failed to do their job. So Greg Abbott apparently has agreed to a debate in the Rio Grande Valley with Robert Francis O'Rourke. If both candidates can sign off on this, they'll square off in Edinburgh on the 30th at 7 p.m. This is being put on by a group called Next Star Media Group in partnership with KSAT. O'Rourke has not yet announced whether he's going to participate, but he says he looks forward to attending a forum hosted by Next Star Media Group in the Rio Grande Valley. So it just depends on if they can get together on this. I'd just like to say to the governor, you don't have to do this. You don't. Um, I, I say this to Republicans everywhere because the media is so slanted to the left. The media has such a left agenda that if you are a conservative, if you're on the right, if you are a Republican, it is a waste of your time, a total waste of your time to participate in these media-driven debates. The debates that are headed up by the media, put together by the media, it is a total waste of your time, and you're just opening. You're giving this guy, who doesn't deserve 15 minutes of fame, I'm talking about Robert Francis O'Rourke, you're giving him an opportunity to take pot shots at you. You're giving the anchors or whoever else is up there asking those questions from the liberal media, you're giving them an opportunity to take pot shots at you. Don't even mess with it, Greg. Don't even mess with it. Just tell them, nah, I'm not going to do that. I, got, I don't have time for this. I don't, I don't have time to debate you. You can debate yourself in a box. I don't have time for this. I, I don't have time to be involved. In, how did, how did uh, DeSantis put it? The corporate media circus or something is the way DeSantis said it. I don't have time to be when – he, when he turned down the view and said, I'm not going on the view. Well, these debates are the same thing. It's like going on the view. If you're a conservative, if you're a Republican, you are the target. All right, Jim, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Yeah, the IRS wants to scrape up some money. They ought to audit these law firms because if you ever tried to get a taxpayer identification number from one of them yahoos so you could send them a 1099, no. it ain't going to happen. I tell you who they ought to audit. They ought to audit the Democrats in Congress. That's who they ought to audit. Let's take a look at how they're making money uh, in the stock market. Let's audit that. 
go after them. Leave the little guy out here alone who's just trying to put two cents to make a you know together to buy something for the kiddos. Uh, go, go after those members of Congress who go in without the pot to pee in. And then they come out multi-multi-millionaires when they, when they leave Congress. How'd that happen? Audit them. Yeah, uh, so DeSantis says, I don't need to be involved with some of the partisan corporate media. Yeah, well, uh, Greg Abbott, that's what you need to say. Just, uh, you know, my advice, friendly advice is, nah, no thanks. I'm not interested in your, in your media uh, circus where they're just going to take pot shots at you, man. You don't have to do it. I wouldn't mess with – I wouldn't give Robert Francis O'Rourke the time of day, much less a prime time slot on television throughout my state so that they can prop him up. That's exactly – that's all they're going to be doing is propping him up. All right, do you agree or disagree? 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. And when we come back, more information coming out concerning the raid – on Donald Trump's estate at Mar-a-Lago. Raid, fishing expedition, uh, planting expedition, going through Melania's panties expedition. This is just, it's disgusting. It's vile what these people in D.C. have done. And we've got more details about it coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Newsmaker Hotline. Oh, we got a lot of stuff to share with you about the raid as more and more information continues to come out. Feel free to jump in here at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. By the way, the trump back candidate swept the board. This is, you know, this is it right here, babe. You have opened up the groundswell of folks who are now going to come out of the woodwork to support Donald Trump and his folks. His endorsement record now stands at 192 and 11. 192 and 11. In fact, yesterday, it was a total win. All of his candidates, all of his endorsed candidates won yesterday. Now, just keep in mind, that's just one more reason for the raid, right? Don't run yourself and stop endorsing candidates is the message that they're trying to send Donald Trump. Hey, Garland, how was that Mar-a-Lago fishing expedition, huh? Or maybe it was gardening, like planting. Just what were you looking for in Melania's clothes? Was it a flash drive of Hunter's hard drive? Like a copy? Just what were you looking for in Melania's clothes? You said, or at least your media acolytes who work for you, said 15 boxes of documents. Now, this is why we have to hear from Merrick Garland and Joe Biden and Christopher Ray about this. They have to be asked these questions all together, standing at the podium, with the media out there to ask, ask, ask the questions. What were you looking for in Melania's clothes? Why were you there from 9 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and you locked out Trump's attorneys and said you may not come in? Why did you demand that the cameras be turned off, the security cameras inside? Why did you just fan out inside of Mar-a-Lago and go around willy-nilly? And when one of the staff in there who was opening doors for you, one of the staff said, hey, what's going on? You said, we can go anywhere we want to. We can do anything we want to. Why would you go to where he's got his Adirondack chairs and his umbrellas and be there for hours at a time? That had nothing to do with 15 boxes of documents. And why did you come at all? When he was working with the folks from the National Archives, in fact, they were there in February, and again in May, and, and Donald Trump even stopped by when they were there, and he said, hey, how you guys doing? Anything you need? 
seems to me if there were documents that they wanted, they could have taken the documents then and not had to do the raid. But then that would have defeated their political purpose, right? Then they wouldn't have the flashing lights. They wouldn't have the CNN cameras. Who tipped off CNN, by the way? How did CNN know that was going to happen? Who called CNN and told them to set up the cameras? Huh? And you wouldn't have the flashing lights. You wouldn't have the guys with the big guns standing out front. You wouldn't have the whole thing going on. Why did you wait until Donald Trump left there and went to New Jersey for the summer? Why didn't you do it while he was there? Why, why all this? Why all these things were going on? Why did you pull it off in this manner? Go ahead. Well, they didn't notify any of the government officials in the state of Florida, but the CNN people were there when they arrived. <laughs> well, they only called the Secret Service, who, by the way, they have incredible armaments that they protect the former president with, the Secret Service. They only called them about 30 minutes prior to showing up. So why did you pull it off that way? Why didn't you just take what you needed back in February when the president said he stopped by the room and he said, take what you need, you can have it, We all know why. This was a political hit on Donald Trump. That's what this was. So all they did was fire up Donald Trump's people. MAGA Nation's on fire today, I'll tell you that. MAGA Nation is lit, number one. Number two... They added validity to what he's been saying about a stolen election. Because if they would do this to him prior to 2024, you think they wouldn't have stolen 20 with mail-in ballots? So they've added validity to that. (laughs) I mean, in in hindsight, this might have been a big kiss for Trump. Back in just a minute, your calls and thoughts coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Uh, know what's going on. Traffic. Very informative. And AccuWeather. It's important to know the weather forecast. Always come first. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. Panties and a wad alert. It's going to happen in New York here shortly. That's right. New York City Mayor Eric Adams will have his panties and a wad shortly. I'll uh, tell you about that. In fact, right now, it's happening right now as we speak. I'll tell you about that coming up. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware, 210-599-5555, 550-KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Let's go through these stories, and as we go through them, if you want to make a comment or a question or something about any of them, that's the phone number, 210-599-5555. First of all, on the raid at Mar-a-Lago a couple of nights ago, not one word yesterday from Biden, Garland, or Ray. Biden's people were asked 18 times. 18 times. Now, they believe they can do it to a political opponent with impunity, and they don't owe the little people out there, out here, any kind of an explanation. Found out about the judge all up there. He allegedly signed off on the raid, donated thousands of dollars to Obama, and posted anti-Trump woke material on his Facebook, and uh, was a rep for the Epstein employees. That's pretty interesting. He's a well-connected kind of dude, don't you think? Did they judge shop? You bet they did, finding a judge who would sign off on this. They scoured through Melania Trump's wardrobe and they spent several hours combing through Donald Trump's private office while they were there. According to the New York Post, they learned that the research warrant focused on the presidential records, but that's not what they focused on. They were all over the place. 
There's concern among Trump Nation this morning that uh, they planted stuff. The feds got there at 9 a.m. and didn't leave until 6.30 p.m. They didn't let the attorneys come inside. Attorneys had to stay outside, 91-degree heat. They took a cocktail napkin. Ooh. They took some letters from Kim Jong-un and Barack Obama. Ooh. A legal source said the boxes had been packed up by the General Services Administration in D.C. and shipped to Mar-a-Lago when Trump left office January 2020. There's your linchpin on this whole thing right there, folks. That's your linchpin. Who did that? Who sent it down there? And why two years later are they you know, making a big to-do about getting these boxes of papers back? When every other president in the world has taken these papers to their residences and to their libraries and all that kind of stuff. And yet, they do a raid. Why? Why do they do a raid? Because we've got coming up the midterm elections and the Democrats are losing and they need whatever they can do. Whatever they can do. And there's more to come, folks. This is all politics, baby. They are playing politics. They waited till Trump was gone and in New, New Jersey for the summer to do this. Trump was there in February and met with them and went into the room that they were in, which is a giant warehouse-type room, and he said, take what you need. They could have taken them then, but they didn't. Why? Because if they would have taken them in February, they wouldn't have been able to do the raid now leading into the midterms. You can't fool me. I've been watching these people for a long time. This is how the Stasi worked. Oh, this is how they work today. By this exact same thing uh, that they're doing. All right, so... On to another topic this morning. Any of these topics you want to sound off on, feel free. Another busload of illegal immigrants just arrived in New York City from Texas, courtesy of Greg Abbott. Now, I'm not real sure how many are on this bus, but so far we have sent from Texas to New York less than 100. Now, this will probably put us over 100. There's 4,000 in New York that have been sent there by joe biden he's been flying them in in the middle of the night so now you've got eric adams saying what he's gonna do is he's gonna bus new yorkers down here to texas to work on beto's campaign against greg abbott he says this is horrific what abbott is doing is horrific by sending these people to new york that's awful it's terrible horrific is the word now i gotta ask you What's horrific about it? New York is a open arms, according to Eric Adams. We're open arms in New York City. Anybody who wants to come, feel free. We're a sanctuary city. So it doesn't matter if you're legal or illegal, come to New York. So Greg Abbott is actually doing him a favor and doing the illegal immigrants a favor by sending them to New York where they can avail themselves of the services. In fact, Greg Abbott said that. He said, in addition to Washington, D.C., New York City is the ideal destination for these migrants who can receive the abundance of city services and housing that Mayor Eric Adams has boasted about within the sanctuary city. I hope he follows through on his promise of welcoming all migrants with open arms so that our overrun and overwhelmed border towns can find relief. Now, he's got 4,000 there. We get 4,000 a day in in, in Texas. We get 4,000 a day. Most of them come through San Antonio at some point. As we have been talking to the San Antonio City Council members about on this show, most of them come through San Antonio because we are the hub for distribution. Mayor Adams saying this is horrific. Why is he sending them up here? It's horrific. It's unimaginable what the Texas governor has done. So I am considering 
right now contemplating, deeply contemplating, sending busloads of New Yorkers down there to knock on doors for Abbott's opposition. What is that? <laughs> First of all, what's horrific about it? Second of all, what what's your problem with having illegal immigrants when you've said you're an open-armed city and you're a sanctuary city? He's just giving you what you said you wanted. Second of all, you've only gotten about 100 or so so far. There's another busload that just arrived this morning, so 100 and something, maybe, maybe, whatever it is. Joe Biden is the one who sent most of them to you, uh, Mayor Adams, and you're going to send people down here to campaign against uh, Greg. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's insanity. It's, it, it, it's stupidity is what we're hearing from, from the mayor of New York. So here's another point I want to make about Greg Abbott since I'm on him real quick. Apparently, he has said he is willing to do a debate with Robert Francis O'Rourke. And they're looking at a time coming up in September. Now, this is being put together by Nexstar Media. I'm, I, I don't know who that is. And, and KSAT. And what I got to say to the governor is, don't even waste your time. <laughs> the media is far left. You are walking into a deal that you can't win because of the media. The media is going to make sure that you can't win it. And I wouldn't give Robert Francis O'Rourke the time of day, much less airtime with the governor of Texas. He doesn't deserve it. He's a fake candidate, always has been a fake candidate, He's being bankrolled and put up by people outside of Texas to turn Texas blue. He does not deserve the airtime. He doesn't deserve the attention. He deserves nothing at all. And so, Governor Abbott, I would just say no. Not interested. Have a good day. Uh, it's, it's like the governor of, of Florida said, Ron DeSantis, I don't need to be a part of partisan corporate media. And neither do you, Greg. You do not have to be a part of partisan corporate media. Don't put yourself up to that. It's not going to. It's not going to cost you anything politically. It's not going to cost you one conservative or Republican vote if you say no to this. But what you're doing is you're going to give him the opportunity to be on the stage with you, and he doesn't deserve that. He has not earned that right. He has not earned that opportunity, and it's going to give him a lot of airtime. And and you know how it's going to go. You know they're going to stack the questions against you. You know the audience is going to applaud for him and boo you. You know how it's going to go. So I wouldn't even mess around with it. I don't have time for that. I'm running a state very successfully. My record is it stands. My record is public. You know exactly what's going on with my record, and I don't need to face this guy at all. What would be my attitude? 210-599-5555 Let's talk about the roof over your head We're going to get some rain it looks like Today, a little bit Tomorrow even more Even more on Friday and possibly some on Saturday Going to be in the area anyway Is your roof ready? Well I hope so If you've had Stevens Roofing do a full inspection of your roof Which is free by the way and no obligation Then you are ready Now that hot Texas sun for weeks on end Has been beating down on your roof and those asphalt shingles can buckle, they can delaminate, they can erode, they can peel off. That exposes the felt underneath and then eventually the wood. You need a reliable roofer that can handle anything that Texas Rather can throw at it. And that, my friends, is Stevens Roofing. They're online at stevensroofing.net or you can call them at 210 785 
You can trust them to do what's right for your family, whether it's commercial project or residential metal or composition. They are licensed by the city of San Antonio. The estimates are always free. You know your roof covers your home and your family. Make sure it's safe and ready for whatever the Texas weather is going to do. Call Stevens Roofing at 210-785-0994. Well, here is that AccuWeather forecast. Chance of some showers today. It's not a big chance, but it looks like we're going to have some around. And then tomorrow it gets even better, even throughout the day. Same thing on Friday and a little bit on Saturday as well. 100 today, 97 the next several days because, you know, the cloud cover and all that's going to hold the temperature down a little bit. 78 right now, KTSA. Good. One. I'm going to jump back on these news stories here and some of these calls, but I don't know if you saw this. One of the original Fox News anchors, Uma uh, Pemaraju, passed away. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. Uh, 64. We all remember her. You know, she was 64 years old. There's no cause of death that has been issued. Right. Uh, she was one of the first uh, Indian Americans to be an anchor on television, is most certainly on, uh, you know, a major network like that. She was there October 7th of 1996 when Fox News launched. And a couple of real interesting facts for people of San Antonio. She was, she has San Antonio as her home. Uh, she was not born here, but she was a reporter for the uh, Express News for a number of years and got her poli-sci degree over at Trinity. So got a San Antonio connection with her. She passed away a couple of days ago, 64. Remember her? You, I, you do remember vaguely, her, right? Yeah. yeah, vaguely. Yeah. But uh, awful young. Yeah. No cause of death listed? Nope. And the closer you get to 64, the younger it becomes, right? Yeah, you know, that's I remember, true. I remember I, it's so I mean, long I'm ago. not as close as you are. Hey, hey, you knocked that off. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a couple ahead of you, buddy. Yeah, that's right. And I'm slowing down. You're speeding up, so keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, it happens. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I remember my grandfather turned 65, and I was like, that he's an old man. But you know, back then, that generation, World War II, <clears throat> Pearl Harbor guy, all that stuff, they were older. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> they were used up. A lot of them were, you know. Lived some pretty hard lives. Oh, man. Yeah. When you, when you ride a ship around the globe and yeah. you have, you're fighting Japanese zeros, right? Uh, yeah, that tends to put a little age on you. Sure will. That'll do it. It'll age you quick. Yes, it will. So anyway. You doing all right over there? Not too bad. How about you? I'm doing okay. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of stuff going on here with this, you know, the raid and everything yeah. else, all the news stories that we got going on this morning. There's a lot of stuff happening right sure now. Sure is. For a summer... Usually summers are just, you know, sleepy, but not this one. No. Been pretty busy. And things, it looks like the weather's going to turn. Things are popping. So yeah, We talked about the weather. We could have bad hurricanes this season. Oh, yeah, we talked about that, you know, because they could pop up out of anywhere, right? Because the water's so warm in the Gulf, you know, it gets yeah. up around 80, 80, 84 degrees, and boom, those things. Well, that's what Katrina did. Mm-hmm. Katrina just spun up, Katrina spun up overnight. But I'm looking right now at later on, you know, tonight and into tomorrow, uh, the projections, and there's showers and some storms that are going to be all around the area. So, yeah, hey, man, bring it. Up toward the northeast. We will take we'll it. get some of that. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. Love to have it. 210-599-5555. According to a report from the Associated Press, most new electric vehicles will not, will not qualify for the $7,500 tax credit for the new electric vehicles coming in the new Inflation Reduction Act. They made a really big deal about that. They talked about it over and over again that these, you know, you're going to get $7,500 to go buy an electric vehicle. But guess what? You won't. (laughs) 
most of the electric vehicles will not qualify. What what qualifies it? I know, I know that's what you're asking right now, hon. It's something with the battery, right? It is a battery. Yeah. See, here's the deal. The way they got this set up, the whole thing, is to contribute to Joe's friends in China. That's where the batteries are being made. Mm-hmm. China is getting the raw materials like lithium from Russia. <laughs> so Russia's making money off of us through China. The way they have the law written, forty when it starts, mm-hmm. in order to get the $7,500, 40% of the batteries, or battery, has to be made in the United States. Well, guess what? It's not. We're not making them. No. We're not making the batteries. They're being made in China with materials that come from Russia. Mm-hmm. And that 40% climbs higher as the years go on under this bill. So it starts at 40% of the battery has to, has to come from America. None of them do. It's zero right now. Yeah. So then the number goes higher, goes 45 and then 50. And, and so it's com- that, that $7,500 is completely out of reach. You can't get to it. <laughs> Not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Meanwhile, speaking of China, yesterday they announced that they are lowering their fuel prices, their gasoline at the pump prices. They're lowering those prices. And they announced the reason they're able to do that is because Biden sold them our reserves. (laughs) So he's bringing down the price of gasoline at the pump in China. Mm -hmm. Alonzo, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Good morning, sir. I wanted to ask you one thing. When you were talking about the the time that they took to release those those documents, how long did it take the Democrats to release the contents of Box Thirteen? Of March Thirteen, which 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 contents was that? Uh, oh, Box Thirteen. From- Box Thirteen. Were you talking about in Wells County? Yes. <laughs> it took forever, right? You remember that, Alonzo? <laughs> I've read about it. Oh, okay. I'm too young for that. I was going to say, uh, you're not old enough to remember that. Box 13. Yeah, yeah. Well, people who have been around this area know that, that you know, the election was cheated with Box 13 in Wells County, but that's right. All right, uh, Alonzo, okay. thank you, man. I, I don't know that they've ever released the information that, that we know the whole story behind that. I, I, I really am not, I'm not sure. But... Other presidents, and I cited Obama, they took 30 million pages to Chicago and said they were going to digitize them and did not. The LBJ library didn't release his stuff until he had been out of office 47 years. The Nixon library didn't release their their documents until he had been out of office 39 years. Joe Biden, when he left the vice presidency, he sent all the you know, 1,800 pages or whatever it was over to the University of Delaware for the Biden Center at the University of Delaware. They said, we'll release them two years out of, after he's out of office. That was January 2017, because that's two years after he left the vice presidency. So they go to the Biden Center at, at Delaware and say, hey, we, we want to take a look at those documents. And they say, oh, no, we're going to lock him up because we think he's going to stay in politics, which he did. Obviously, he's president. But they pulled an okey-doke and said, no, 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 we, we, we're going to keep him locked up. So it, it's the clear double standard that we talk about all the time. What applies to Democrats does not reply, it does not apply to Republicans and most certainly to Donald Trump. 
The way they did this deal and the way they pulled this deal off, political shenanigans from the get-go. He was cooperating with the authorities there. They were there with him in February. He told them to take whatever. And they come back and do the raid just a few weeks before the midterm election. I can smell a rat just as good as anybody else can. That's exactly what. And what are you looking for in Melania's clothes? Why are you rifling through her clothes? No, I'm serious. What, what documents, what boxes of documents are you expecting to find in her underwear? In her dresses? I'm serious. In her shoes? You said you were looking for boxes of documents. Fifteen boxes of documents is what they said. What box is going to fit in her dress? In her shoes? In her underwear? What business do you have rifling through that stuff? She wasn't a target, by the way. She's a private citizen. So she was first lady, but that's a private citizen. So why would you rifle through her stuff? A lot of questions, and they're refusing to answer any of them. All right, 628 KTSA. We'll talk about this and and more coming up. John Hayward will join me next from Breitbart.com. Always a lot of great stuff going on at Blue Bonnie Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. They are the number one volume sales Ram truck dealer in Texas year after year, and August is the biggest sale month of the year. It's the Make This the Summer sales event, and you can choose from over 500 vehicles in stock at Blue Bonnet Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. More arriving every day, so if you don't find what you're looking for on the lot, you can reserve one that's on the way. Or you can custom order to your exact specs at no additional charge. And no matter which way you choose, you're going to get special summer event savings and you'll get a year of free oil changes and car washes as well with your new car or truck purchase at Blue Bonnet. They're open until 10 o'clock, every, 10 p.m. every Friday and Saturday in August. So that makes it easy on you to shop in person, online, or by phone. That's right there with my friends where price is the difference. Blue Bonnet, Chrysler Dodge Ram in New Braunfels. At window. All right, 636 now, KTSA, Trey Ware here. 550 KTSA FM 107.1, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Still not one word from Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, or Christopher Ray about the raid at Mar-a-Lago. Of course, they believe they can do this to a political opponent with uh, impunity, and they don't have to. They don't owe the little people out here any kind of explanation, but MAGA Nation is lit up. Trump-backed candidates sweeping the board. 192-211, his endorsement record. And just what was Merrick Garland, you know, sending those guys down there to go through Melania's clothes for? What do they expect to find in her clothes? Maybe a flash drive backup of Hunter's hard drive, maybe? Hmm? All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, in fact, let's go to the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. My friend John Hayward from Breitbart.com was here yesterday to break it all down, and he's back again today. Uh, John, what are your thoughts about this now that we're getting some more information about going through Melania's clothes and locking the attorneys out and demanding that the cameras be turned off and so on? What do you think about all that? Well, they're telling us that we can't call it a raid, so I was thinking maybe we should call it a document recession. <laughs> maybe that would be a, a term they could they could live with, since the word recession doesn't mean anything anymore. We might as well get some use out of it. All right. I mean, 
this gets more ridiculous and more dangerous you know, the more that we hear about it. And as you mentioned, the absolute silence from President Biden, from the Attorney General on all of this is completely unacceptable. I mean, it's not just an, an outrage. This is not the way our government's supposed to work. You can't stage a raid of a former president and not know that the response is going to be what it was. So you owe it to the American people. And this is where, you know, the, these people running the country right now that are driving America into a ditch, these authorities the totalitarian types, they don't think about the people who aren't their voters. You literally don't exist to them except as revenue targets. You're a pinata that they're going to squeeze money out of with their IRS agents, but otherwise they hate you. So not for a moment does anybody think, gee, the people who support President Trump are going to be very upset if we go and raid his house in this unprecedented action. We had better be ready to defuse public anger. Nope, that never crossed their minds. They could care less or they like it that you're angry and that you feel frustrated and helpless and that you, you think this is authoritarian. It's just mind-boggling how this has been handled every step of the way, including, as you mentioned, the orders to shut off the cameras. Gee, I wonder why. Well, obviously, to me, this was a fishing trip or a gardening trip where you know where, where you plant stuff. Either way, it's, it's one or the other as far as I'm concerned, uh, what we know now, because they just went through and they were rifling through Melania's clothes. That's fishing. That's, you're not going to find a box of documents in her dress. I'm sorry, it's not there. So, obviously, they went on a fishing expedition either, A, to find something that they can use against him, or find something that he had that he was going to use against them, one or the other. That's, I'm sorry, that's my opinion, but based on what we're, we know now, that's clearly what's happening here. And, John, he had these documents apparently for two years, right? And they didn't try to make a move on them for two years. Now, they had started to work on it here recently, and in February apparently they were there, and he walked into the room and said, take whatever you need. They didn't take these, these documents that were sent to him by the GSA, boxed up in D.C., and sent to Mar-a-Lago by the GSA, not by the president himself. And he said, take what you need, and they were working and cooperating. This is all from his attorneys. You know, they were working and cooperating. But yet a few weeks from the midterms where they're about to get their butts handed to him, the Democrats take this action. Yeah, and you know what I'm sure we're going to eventually hear, the story will be that they felt like Trump was not cooperating with some of the demands they had for returning documents, of course. and they felt like the last straw had been passed, so they had to do this, which is just ridiculous, and another example of how corruption works. If this was a Democrat, it, he could keep all the documents he wanted. They wouldn't care. None of this would be done to a member of the ruling party in good standards. They, they would make a point of not inconveniencing them, because remember, we have Democrats over these past 10 years, very much including Hillary Clinton, who committed far, far worse offenses than this. And they didn't get raided. They didn't get aggressively questioned. Nobody ran out of patience with them. There was infinite patience for them. They would set up appointments with Hillary Clinton's little stooges, and they just wouldn't show up for the meetings, or they'd just leave and go get lunch, and the FBI would shrug and say, well, okay, whatever, you know, so nothing to be done here. And then in the end, remember, the Hillary Clinton saga ended with the FBI director at the time saying, yep, she committed crimes, and yep, anybody else would be in jail, but we're not going to touch her because she's a political, powerful candidate, and we don't want to disrupt an election, yada, yada, yada. You know, so it's just ridiculous to watch this discretion, but this is the heart of corruption, discretion. The ability of these incredibly powerful, permanent bureaucracy people to just decide that a loyal party member gets endless second chances and endless concessions and endless polite de deference. And if you're not a member of the ruling party or you're an enemy of the party, you get this. Well, I, uh, let's stay on that for just a second because that's an important point. Uh, the LBJ library held on to documents until 47 years out after he was out of office. But let's get into the modern era here with Barack Obama. They took 30 million pages over to Chicago. They promised to digitize them. Here we sit five years later and they haven't digitized them and they still have the 30 million pages. Was he ever rated? 
Nope, nor, nor was Bill and Hillary Clinton after their, their little henchman, Sandy Berger, walked out of the archives with documents stuffed in his pants and the FBI didn't do anything. Because if you're part of the ruling party, it just waved off. It's a joke. It's funny. <laughs> Sandy Berger walked out with documents in his pants. <laughs> you know, nothing happens to you. But when the ruling party wants to get you and you're an enemy, then all of a sudden they'll start invoking all of these rules that have lain dormant forever, and they'll decide not to give you those endless <laughs> second chances that you get if you have the right party card. Well, this, this is going to blow up in their face, I think. Uh, first of all, they are adding validity to Trump's stolen election claims. They're making them more plausible and believable for people out there. Now, MAGA Nation already believes that, right? But uh, there are certain people that are on the fence about it. But now he can say, look, if they did this to me prior to the midterms and they're trying to knock me out for 2024, clearly, I mean, he can make that claim now. Uh, guess what they did in, in 2020? It, it just adds to that, that validity. But it also fires up MAGA Nation, man. They, I mean, not that they needed firing up, right? But it sure does light a fuse right now under these people. And look at what's happening to his candidates that he has endorsed. And I think this is somewhat anecdotal here, but I don't think it's just magination. I don't think it's just no. the, the diehard Trump. A lot of people that don't really like him that are Republicans that really wanted somebody else, and who knows if they'll stick to this for months and years to come. But right now you hear a lot of them going online and saying in public, I'm going to vote for Trump now. I wasn't going to vote for him. I didn't even want him to run. And now I want him to go there with a, a torch in one hand and a sword in the other and cut these people down. Like, you know, I'm, I'm 100% behind him now after what they did to him. I suspect some of that will fade over time because events do on fold and time goes by. But right now, this is an, an open wound and a, a base that was already very motivated to get rid of this diseased Democratic Party that's killing America now has another reason to crawl over broken glass in the midterm election. You really are describing me, man, because you, you know my story. I've told you many times, your governor is my man. And I'm like, eh, that's the man right there. And now I'm like, no, maybe not. He can wait. He's young. What is he, 46, 47? He can wait a little bit. Let's get Trump back in there to kick some butt and take some names. So I'm kind of feeling that way myself. Now, again, I may go back to DeSantis. I don't know. But right now, this sure brings me in the Trump camp even further. Well, we we need somebody that will take. Yellow. Did we lose you? Uh, this happened. Elaine, this happened last week, too. We lost John. Can you reconnect with him? I don't know why, but, but it does happen. All right, we're going to reconnect. Let me slip in the Amogee Bank here. And then we'll come back and finish with John as soon as she can make connection with him. It happened last week as well. Uh, so Amogee Bank is your family bank. Great folks at Amogee Bank. Then they're ready to listen to you. What's your need? What do you, what do you have to have out of a bank? Well, Amogee is here to uh, take care of that need, provide whatever it is you need with your family. Now, family-run business, that's a lot of fun. Very challenging. Uh, but it is a lot of fun when you own it and you're creating it and you're making it happen. It's really a cool thing. But there are some some things that happen in family-run businesses that are, well, you got to have some great advice. And you got to have somebody who knows finance. And you got to know somebody who's got the money uh, to, to help you get through those uh, situations. And at Amogee, they've got all that for you because they are your family bank at Amogee Bank. More than 80 branch locations around, more than $12 billion in assets. They'll hook you up and take great care of you. I know because I'm a customer. That's Amogee Bank, Amogee NA, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, so John is back, and we were talking about how, you know, uh, the, the growth of the, of the MAGA side and, and now people who weren't even uh, necessarily Donald Trump supporters, they're finding themselves, you know, wanting to line up and say, it's time to slay this dragon. Go ahead, John. I'm sorry about that. I had the FBI on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt that that's happening. <laughs> 
But but that's exactly right. People are looking for someone that will get it done, and they know it's hard. It's going to be incredibly hard to fight the inertia of the permanent state and its ruling party. It's going to be almost un- impossible to scale back its growth, never mind actually shrink it and return liberty to the people. And you looking for somebody that's as mad as Donald Trump is, and it's a, it's a positive mark on his resume going into this next presidential election, if he's going to run, that he can say, I'm personally livid at these people, and I won't stop until this, this disease state is taken down. At the very least, let's get back to where we were before Barack Obama. He was the author of a lot of bad things in this country. He did a lot of damage to us racially and, and so forth. And one of the worst things that he did, besides ripping our culture apart, was weaponizing the government and turning it into this, you know, the IRS scandal and all that. This is just a natural outgrowth of Barack Obama's total politicization and weaponization of every inch of the government. We need a guy that gets rid of that. Let's get back to where we were before Obama and then see if we can build something better and healthier. Well, and, you know, we got the economy that we can talk about or uh, Trump can talk about and fixing the economy. We got China announcing this morning that they are lowering gas prices because Joe sold them our reserves at a super low price, so they're able to lower their gas prices while we're still stuck at $4 a gallon here. But, you know, Newt Gingrich made a point last night. He said they're not even acting like the FBI anymore. They're acting like the German Stasi when they're doing these kind of things. Yesterday they went up to Representative Scott Perry, Republican from Pennsylvania and a friend of Donald Trump, while he's traveling with his family, and they showed a subpoena and demanded his cell phone. Didn't give him a chance to get pertinent information off that cell phone stuff that he needed, pictures of the kids, whatever. Didn't give him a chance to do anything. We just give it to us now. And he was out there on vacation with his family, and he said, had they just called my attorney like they did with the Democrats, you know, calling their attorney, we need this, had they just done that, then I would have said sure, and we would have given the pertinent information as soon as I got my pictures and all that kind of stuff. And one thing to keep in mind, Scott Perry is the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. So this just adds to, once again, that narrative that's out there, and I think it's the truth, they are targeting their political opponents. And they're laying the predicate to try to make it look like their political opponents are all a bunch of crooks. You know, they're trying to scare people away from them. They're trying to give you some idea that if you vote for these people, you're letting yourself in for a world of hurt and they're going to go to jail. They're trying to build an impression. And when you're trying to build an impression, all you have to do is this stuff. It doesn't have to go anywhere. Nothing has to come of it. Nobody has to be convicted. No charges ever even need to be brought. You can just do these raids and these embarrassing public actions. And this has been going on for years. We, we've seen this before, the, the embarrassing high-profile raids where the FBI magically invites CNN to come along or something, you know, and they're they're there to film the whole thing. You do this to create an impression, and that's exactly why it's not done to loyal members of the ruling party, so that they don't have that impression. That's true. Okay, John, I got to go, but I want to hear from Merrick Garland, I want to hear from Biden, and I want to hear from Christopher Wray what they're looking for in, like, Melania's clothes, why they're rifling through her dresses. There's no boxes of documents there. The American people deserve an answer to these questions, and uh, and we should get one. Peter Ducey should be allowed to ask those guys all up there on that panel. Panel, ask them all these questions that the American people want to know. Breitbart.com is where you can read him. The author of Dr. Zero, Year One, John Hayward. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. We'll see you again soon. Back in just a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. Whether it's here, courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Well, so Andrew Yang, remember where he ran for president on the Democrat side? Remember that? Andrew Yang? Okay. He just tweeted this a little while ago. I'm no Trump fan. I want him as far away from the White House as possible. But a fundamental part of his appeal has been that it is him against a corrupt government establishment. This rage strengthens that case for millions of Americans who will see this as an unjust persecution. It's exactly what I was just talking about with uh, John Hayward a couple of minutes ago. That it's beyond MAGA Nation being lit. They're lit. They've been lit for a long time. Joe Biden lit them up. 
And MAGA Nation is ready to remove this uh, group that's in there now that's destroying the country. But there are people out there that weren't necessarily Donald Trump supporters. They may have been conservatives. They may have been uh, Republicans in name or whatever. But they weren't Donald Trump supporters. But it drug them back in, or drug them into his camp. Because what we're finding out now, just based on the early information that we're getting now, is unjust. Political head job. They could have taken these documents in February, and they waited till now. They waited two years. Uh, This was absolutely a setup from the get-go. They were going through Melania's clothes. They took full reign of the house. They were looking for 15 boxes. And they went all over the all over the joint looking for. They went. They were hanging out in his Adirondack chairs and and umbrellas. Uh, where where that is for what? What documents are there? None. Zero is the answer to that. Now this is either a big a fishing expedition or a planting expedition. Either one of those, or it could have been both. They could have been fishing for something that they could use against him, or plant something that. That they could, you know, or look for something that he he could use against them, or plant something they could use against him. I don't know. I have no idea. And one of the reasons we don't know is because the people in charge refuse to talk to us about it. They have refused. They should have been ready to go to yesterday morning. This is why we did it. This is the subpoena. Here is a copy of it. This is what we were looking for. This is what we got. They were there on the premises for ten hours. Ten hours. There's no way they needed to be there that long for what they were looking for. They knew where they were, supposedly. They got what they went for, but it took them 10 hours. Don't think so. Something else is afoot, and it's not pretty, baby. It's like the Stasi used to do in Germany back in the years, according to Newt Gingrich, and I agree with Newt on that one. He's right. This cannot be allowed to stand in the United States of America, and all it does is it adds importance to, to November. If you had one thought about taking November off, and I'm not going to worry about it, man, and Republicans are going to win. Uh-uh. Nope. We have to go and personally take our country back in November. It's been stolen from us, and it's being destroyed before our very eyes. We have to take it back. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA.